just thought of kings Better than diamond rings That's why we're here to sing Football Sunday in the snow With a breeze whistle blows Weekend warriors toe to toe Football 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 Yes, people, welcome along to another North London 40. My name is James Hamlin. Woo! My name is Inia Benigo. We are going into week eight, our favourite week of the season, quite simply because NFL comes to LDN. Finally. It's that time. It's now a regular fixture of the NFL calendar. The NFL comes to London, and we couldn't be happier about it. The St. Louis Rams are hosting... The New England Patriots at Wembley this Sunday, 28th of October, 5 p.m. Tickets still available. You should go. You, you, the person that's listening to this pod right now, should go. You absolutely should. It's your once-a-year opportunity to check out the NFL Live. Two pretty decent teams, and we'll talk a little bit more about them in a second, but they're coming to one of the world's most iconic stadiums. The new rebuilt Wembley. We spoke a little bit about it last week, but let's just run through what's going on this week. But before that, a little bit of housekeeping. Hold on. Even before that. Even before that. I heard that on the Saturday, they're going to get five players from the Patriots and five players from the Rams, and they're actually going to play Wembley in Hyde Park. Am I right? They're actually going to play the football game Wembley. Is that right? Am I getting that wrong? I don't know. Okay. That might just be speculation. I read that on Twitter. Okay. I, I believe everything on Twitter is gospel. Okay. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Sorry. This is North London 40. This is the UK's favourite new NFL podcast. Breaking down the NFL for you, the great British podcasting public. Hit us up on the Twitter, at NLDN40. On the Tumblr, NLDN40.tumblr.com. On the Gmail... NorthLondon40 at gmail.com Mixcloud forward slash NLDN40 and of course iTunes for your podcasts as well Shout to all the people that tweet us email us, at us check out stuff on the Tumblr, favourite our tweets really appreciate it, that's why we're doing this people Thank you so much That's why we are embarking on our mission to help bring the NFL to the UK in a bit of a different way mm-hmm. This week's about two teams the New England Patriots and the St. Louis Rams. We'll preview that game, we'll preview a little bit of Week 8, and then we'll give you our roundup of Week 7 as well. We have the NFL's biggest media celebrity coming to London this weekend. Ocho Cinco? Should have been. If the, the Patriots had come last year, it would have been Ocho Cinco. Yeah. His successor to the crown, okay. Rob Gronkowski. Oh, yeah. Good old Gronk. We haven't talked about him for a while. We haven't. He's been a little bit quiet. He's got two TDs this week. Very excited to see what he's going to do in London this week. I know there's certain lo- nightclubs in London that you don't have to wear a shirt on mm-hmm. to get in. Aquarium. Aquarium, Bougie, a few others. Yeah. The Pats will be arriving on Friday morning, so that gives them some time to acclimatise and well, also hit the clubs on Friday night. Maybe he'll just go to walkabout at Shepherd's Bush. Maybe. At all Sports Cafe? The biggest media-friendly celebrity in the NFL right now, Rob Gronkowski. And again, don't just take our word from it. We're expecting big things from Gronk this week. Mm -hmm. We're expecting big London 
things to happen from I'm, Gronk. I'm expecting pictures of him next to the, the Queen's guards. Yep. I'm expecting him to be outside number 10. Yeah. I'm expecting him to be on Brick Lane. Yeah. Just hanging out. Just I'm hanging expecting out. him to cover the whole gamut of, of things that you can do in London. Maybe you'll go swim in the Thames. Yep. He's Gronk. He released his own serial this year, people. You may think that we're being flippant about him, but honestly, he is the superstar. He is, so keep an eye out for him. So this is the way that the week's going to pan out, people. So the teams we believe are turning up Thursday, Friday, so doing most of their training stateside and then coming over. The prep's already started. If you haven't had a chance to get down to Nike Town, Oxford Circus Tube, Nike have the NFL apparel contract this year and they kit the players out with all the uniform. The NFL has taken over the ground floor of Nike Town. Hmm. It's fantastic. I was down there on Saturday, and, you know, I'll admit it in the past to being a sports weeper. Please don't tell me you cried in the middle of Oxford. I, I didn't, but I did feel very emotional. You've got to appreciate that this, growing up as, 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 a, as a wee lad, just south of the river, these things would never happen. And just to be in a... Metropolis, that is Nike Town in London, and for it to be completely taken over by the NFL was an emotional moment for me. It was brilliant. Every shirt you could imagine was there. They had the mannequins and all the teams looking very diesel. It was like something out of iRobot. We've put a few pictures up on the on the Twitter, so you can check those out. Every team now has their own personalised dunks. Yes. You can get dunks in your team. From the Cleveland Browns to the Washington Redskins and everyone in between, you can get your own dunks and your NFL team. You can go upstairs and get them Nike ID'd as well, which is awesome. It was brilliant. Our man, Martin Too Smooth, was on the decks as well. Big Giants fan. Shout out to Martin Too Smooth. He was there, providing an excellent selection of music as well. Just made for a brilliant time. And this week, as part of your build-up, go there, check it out. You will not regret it. You might even spend some money. You might even buy anything. That's entirely up to you. But that's that's there all week. So that's been great. Then, of course, we've got the fan rally. Saturday, Trafalgar Square from 12 o'clock. Celebs, ex-players, Roger Goodell will be down there. The teams, hooting and hollering and kicking up a storm. Remember, we want to see your jersey picks. We totally want to see them. Definitely make that happen. The tailgate party starts on Sunday from early next to the stadium. We spoke about it last week. Promised good foods, good atmosphere, good times. Lots of your fellow American football fans down there. And then you've got the game kicking off at 5 o'clock. Tickets still available. Make sure you get some of them. And try and get as much of this experience in as you can. It's a great way if you want to see the NFL live. Great experience. Two really good teams. Who do we fancy in the game, Inye? Where's your money? I'm going to go with the Pats. As much as we're big fans of Young Jeezy on this pod, the Rams don't have anything apart from a kicker, and the kicker's not going to win you games, especially in London. And in London, we're going to see an explosive offense. We're going to see three tight end sets from the Pats. And I think that's a really good nod towards the rugby fans. I, I appreciate Bill Belichick and his hoodie for doing that. So, yeah, Pats, easily. So, Pats in week seven, I don't know what's happened to the team. They seem to have lost the gene that was enabling them to win close games. They 
one in a squeaker past the Jets last night, late last night, went into overtime. Love those overtime late games on a Sunday night. Really helpful. 29-26, they just about beat, which as we describe in detail, a terrible Jets team. But, as Inye says, the Patriots have that powerful offense that is capable of putting points up. They see it as a big occasion, a big game. That offense can be unstoppable. I agree with you. I like the Patriots. The Rams did get beaten. They got picked apart by another virtuoso performance by Aaron Rodgers. This week by the Green Bay Packers. Didn't show a lot, but they are the home team. They're only 3-4, and four, but I like the Patriots too. Expect the Patriots to have a lot of fans there on Sunday. For absolute sure, but fans of any team, get down there, represent your team, represent your squad. As we said before, if you've got got a shirt and it's from 1997 and that player's since been banned from everything, that's <laughs> fine. Get down there and enjoy it. Make sure you take in all of it and tweet us. Hit us up. We want to know what you're up to. We want to know if you're enjoying the vibe, things that are funny, things you're doing. We really, really want to hear from you this week. Enjoy it. The good thing is, next year, and we spoke about it last week, I don't think I can take all this in. It's going to be two games. It's been confirmed. Unbloody believable. Two NFL games, two regular season games, two different sets of teams. There was talk of the Jags having two home games a year, and we respect the (coughs) St. Jacksonville Jags, but one game from them is enough each year. So that's Sunday, 27th of October. That's confirmed against the Niners, 2013. It's going to be a big year. And the other game? A month before, we didn't confirm it last week because it was all just rumour. Glenn Ponder, Lamborghini Percy and the Minnesota Vikings are coming the month before, which I'm sure Jacksonville love. That takes a big dump on their parade. Mm -hmm. 29th of September. The Vikings take on one of the big franchises, heavily supported in this country. Not been to England, I don't think, ever. The Pittsburgh Steelers. That's going to be a big one. Really, really big one. So how do you feel if you're Shad Khan, you've got the Jacksonville Jaguars here for four years, Mm -hmm. bringing the Niners over, a month before you've got the Steelers, the Vikings. A good thing? It maybe builds up a bit of momentum? Or that steals your thunder totally? I don't know. I, I think it steals his thunder, and I think it only steals his thunder if he continues to market this game as a novelty. Because I think that's something, I admit, the NFL in London, the NFL in general in the UK, isn't as big as a sport as it could be, or as it realistically should be. Two games, two regular season games, is going to take away... Two games! Away <laughs> of course, Two games! Two games! Is exactly what the sports needs. It takes away the novelty factor of their, of these big American hulking players coming in and, oh, it's a jolly weekend, the standard talks about it, they get a couple of things in Sky Sports News or whatever. It then becomes the norm. It then becomes a thing of, you've now got, out of those two games, you've got at least two perennial contenders for the Super Bowl. Sports fans become interested. This is really going to be beneficial for us all. It really is. And amazing news. And I think it's a little bit like Watch This Space right now. There's all sorts of news coming out of the NFL camp, and we can't keep up with it. So two games announced for the next year. 
Fan Rally, Tailgate Party, NFL Takeover at Nike Town, and the game this Sunday. Just be a part of it. And we'll be talking about the game next week. And yeah, absolutely chuffed to bits about it. So, great week for London, great week for the NFL, great week for everybody. It's also been a great week in the NFL in terms of action. And we should probably start with the week seven early games. And let's start with, we spoke about the St. Louis Rams. Let's start with a guy that should, you could argue, be coming to London this week, leading the St. Louis Rams. They had the opportunity to take him in this year's draft. Mm -hmm. They kept Sam Bradford and three first round picks. They chose not to select RG3, who is right now the most exciting player in the game. And also has the best nickname in the game. And the shortest nickname in the game. Wait, hold on. I think we have different nicknames. Right. What's your nickname that you're thinking of? RG3. That's just his initials. Sorry. Okay. He's been nicknamed Black Jesus this week. (laughs) 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 Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. (laughs) So first there was Black Moses. Yep. Now there's Black Jesus. Yes. Who gave him this? Skip Bayless, surely. (laughs) It wasn't Skip Bayless, it was a teammate. I I forget who. I want to say it's Fred Davis, but now known as Black Jesus. I do not think this is going to catch over very well with the the commentators, but I'm all for it. I'm all for the fact that us here at the NLDN 40 pod will embrace the nicknames that the players have given for each other, but the media will not pick up due to fear. Well, plus, there's also a small minority in this world that don't think Jesus was black. That, so that I, as well. So I don't know how they get around that either. True. I think it's a term of endearment. He's pulling off plays that, you know, only an anointed one could do. You're right. Unfortunately, this week, it just wasn't enough. The Washington Redskins, 23. The New York Giants, 27. This was a fantastic encounter with RG3 showing off his skills. If you haven't seen it, people, go to NFL.com, click on the Washington Redskins and New York Giants game. You have to see the footage. The play that RG3 does on fourth down and ten, my brother said on Twitter at the time, Randall Cunningham. I'll agree with that. It was inspired. The guy is playing incredible American football right now. The Giants' defensive line... Will come out this week and said he's the best quarterback we've faced all year. We can't believe we have to play him twice a season. He was absolutely incredible this game. However, one of the reasons why the Redskins have been doing pretty damn well this season, they've not been turning the ball over. They turned the ball over four times in the second half. Cost them the game. Left a certain Eli Manning the ball with two minutes to go who, despite not being the most exciting player in the game, mm-hmm. he's not never going to be accused of that, again, reaffirmed his stature as the best clutch quarterback. People are saying possibly ever. Victor Cruz, 75 yards through the air, got the touchdown for the G-men. This is some game. Definitely. I think a couple of weeks ago we had... 
We have the Pats against the Broncos, and everyone's saying, battle of two quarterbacks, history, blah, blah, blah. Forget about it. The new rivalry in the NFL is the Giants and the Redskins. Because the Redskins can only get better. They're going to draft defensive linemen. They're going to give RG3 better protection. Come on. Three or three on fourth down? The man can run. The man can throw. He can do everything. As he said, Eli... Not the most exciting quarterback of all time. But he's that fourth quarter killer. The fact that he just hit Cruz. Double coverage. Cruz sprinted down on that play. was unbelievable. But those turnovers are going to cost you. We talked about... A common theme that we've talked about on this pod is... That you can have a competent quarterback that doesn't have a lot of mistakes... And that can potentially win you the game if you have a good enough defense and a good enough running game, good enough special teams. But we didn't really get into this game for good defense, for good special teams. We got in this game for exciting players. And RG3 ticks is that man. BJ3. BJ3, yeah. He is, people. And I was chatting to a friend this week and, and, and we were going through this point of oh, one of the problems with the NFL is that you can't get highlight footage and see all this is going on. It is on NFL.com and you have to see it. If you're looking for a player, now we can't vouch if he's going to stay healthy or not, we can't say that, but if you're looking for a player like, I want to follow this player for the next 10 years, Mm -hmm. if you're starting to watch the NBA now and you're like, right, okay, I'm going to watch Anthony Davis for the next 10 years, fine. This man... People are writing a lot about him, but he is the most exciting player in the game right now. Top leading player in fantasy football. Has been since the first week of the season. And just doing incredible, incredible things. The Redskins can only get better as Inye perfectly said, could have been in London this week. True. The irony is, RG1 would have won this game for the Redskins. Rex Grossman. (laughs) <laughs> that is brilliant That is brilliant Did you make that one up? Or did uh, you get no, that I stole that one I really wish I had made that one up Oh, that's brilliant <laughs> Early games Interesting set of early games There was lots of them Only two late games as we said earlier But there was lots of early games Pro- Proliferation of them There was Great game in the NFC South. Coming off an 0-4 start, of course, the New Orleans Saints continue to remove themselves off the schneid. 35. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 28. Great game. Let me start off this commentary on this game with the simple fact that who owns the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Who owns Manchester United? What's one of Manchester United's most famous mishaps of the 1990s in a game against Southampton? (laughs) (laughs) Wearing a grey kit that they couldn't spot each other. Yeah. Well, you know, the Bucks, they did make it a tight game, but those creamsicle jerseys are disgusting. Uh, Really? They are disgusting. I know they're a throwback. This week in the league, the uh, <clears throat> the Bucks and the Patriots both wore throwback jerseys. Yes, they did. And the Bucks jersey, I called it creamsicle. Yep. Americans called it creamsicle. It was some sort of orangey pink color. It was 
it wasn't palatable on the eyes, let's put it that way. But, talking about the game itself... If you would. Yeah, the more important thing. Let's not just look sartorially at the, all the NFL teams, although I, I would love to do a pod on that. The Yeah, Drew Brees. What can you say about this man? 300 yards passing in the first half. The thing that shocked me is how he only got 77 in the second. Mm-hmm. Drew Brees will get the plaudits, deservedly so. But let's talk about the one and only Malcolm Jenkins. Let's do that. Malcolm Jenkins' favourite song, for those that you don't know, is Ace Hood's classic, Hustle Hard. Because the play that he made on Vincent Jackson in the third quarter was unbelievable. The Red Zone managed to capture it live, so you weren't getting highlights. This was... This was a special joy to actually catch something live and watch what seemed to be just a routine touchdown stopped at the one-yard line. And then the fact that they stuffed them time and time again on the one-yard line with LeGarrette Blount being absolutely ineffectual and then Josh Freeman doing a play-action pass on the fourth down and it going nowhere was amazing television. Probably... One of the best series, apart from RG3's fourth, fourth and ten, that was my favourite sequence of the day. I'll agree. I thought it was great, but we don't want to detract from Vincent Jackson, who had a beast of a game. That was the longest play in the NFL for 40 years that hasn't resulted in a touchdown. Wow. He came out afterwards and he said, look, I was obviously hurt because he caught me. And... Maybe that's true. It was a beast of a play. And Vincent Jackson had a great game. And we have to give it up. Morgan's touchdown for the Saints. Again, NFL.com. You've got to check out Morgan's touchdown. He goes along, gets a pass from Drew Brees. Three defenders deflect off him. Incredible body control. It's just, it's just one of those types of games. It's a, it was a great game. Controversial call at the end. Mike Williams got a touchdown, got pushed out of bounds, didn't reestablish himself, so was ruled on the day. It was a great game. Tampa Bay, Buc- Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans, got to shout out our mate Gothic football out there. Keep the faith. This is a good team. Yeah. This definitely. is a good team. Josh Freeman, 24 of 42, 420 yards, three touchdowns. Doug Martin had a 36 yards touchdown run as well. This is a good team. Tough division, game you really need to win, but this is a good team. I think Tampa Bay got a good shot going 9-7. and seven. Lost a couple of close ones. Another close one out of the early games. And this had a bananas finish in a game that, well, two teams are now 3-4, and four, which actually puts them, as, puts them as contenders in both of their divisions. <laughs> the Buffalo Bills, 34. The Tennessee Titans, 35. Matt Hasselbeck did it again. James, we're both taken men. Liam Neeson. <laughs> Not exactly like that, but we've, but we've both got girlfriends, significant others. Proud to say we do. If we were single and we were going through a drought... I would go to Buffalo because everyone can score in Buffalo. <laughs> I've been to Buffalo, actually. <laughs> there you go. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. How? Chris Johnson came back from the dead in this game. 
He did, and I sympathise for anybody playing fantasy football against Chris Johnson yesterday because when you saw him in the lineup, it was like, yep, another duck egg. 18 carries, 195 yards, two TDs for CJ Duque. Do, do we talk about the Bills? What, what do we do? Because they're obviously off to Toronto. They are. Spent a lot of money on a defensive line. Can't get pressure on QBs. Can't stop anyone. It was just a crazy game. It was a crazy game that they were always destined to lose. Could have kept their position at the top of the AFC East. But Buffalo Bills fans, unfortunately, it just wasn't your week. Early games. We continue. We had high hopes for this. On paper, it was a, it was a battle at the top of the AFC to figure out who was the AFC's best team. God, this was settled and then some. The Baltimore Ravens 13, the Houston Texans 43. Joe Flacco stunk in this game for Baltimore. Ugh. So the Texans did what every team should do against the Ravens, and that is to basically shut down their offense very quickly. And what you do, you make ASAP Flocko throw throws more than five yards, you stop the running game, and and that's it. That's that's how you beat them. You say ASAP Flacco. Surely you really mean Waka Flacco Flame. That, that's a lot better. In fact, the fact that we're actually giving him a hip-hop name is, is a lot better. Can you say that again for people just so they, they know what it Whack is? Whack a flock of flame. Whack a flock of flame. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's still making me giggle now. Uh, yeah, it was it was simple. The, the Texans were better than the Ravens on all sides of the ball. Pick six for the Texans. Ray Rice had nine carries on the ground, which I can't understand. Baltimore... Darius Webb and Ray Lewis were out. Joe Flacco stunk. T. Sizzles was back for the Ravens, which was great. We were supposed to miss all season. 2011 Defensive Player of the Year. Had one, one sack and three tackles. But, yeah, this was just a blowout. An absolute blowout. And the Texans reaffirmed their position as the number one team in the AFC. And a huge win for them at home. And the Ravens. This could be a bit of a tailspin. Don't really know where they go from here. We shall see. Last one of the early games we'll talk about. Minnesota Vikings. London Bounds. Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. And Ferrari in the garage. <laughs> and now 5-2. and two. 21 points to 14. Pretty ugly game against the St. Louis Cardinals. Are we removing them from the bird gang? That, that's them being removed from the bird gang. We've got to remove get... the Ravens as well then. But there they go as well. There they go as well. Only the Falcons remain. Yeah. See, this is probably what happened. With the Eagles playing every week, they stunk up the place for the whole of the bird gang. And that meant that the Cards and the the rest of them just got by. They could play bad games and it not be an issue. But Christian Glenn Ponder, another victory, 5-2. and two. Somehow, yeah, he had 58 yards passing. It doesn't matter. Our new favourite Londoner, Lamborghini Percy Harvin, scored another touchdown. It was enough, but the story of this game was all day. Adrian Peterson, 
153 yards on the ground and a touchdown. We've spoken about this before, but we'll talk about it again. This is a guy coming off double cruciate ligament surgery in the off-season. He was questionable he was even going to play. This Vikings team at 5-2 and two, with Glenn Ponder, with Lamborghini Percy, and now what appears to be a fully fit Adrian Peterson mm-hmm. and pretty decent defense, good defensive line. Good special five, teams as well. Good special teams. The NFC North is legit. Could be the best division in football. It's a good story, the Vikings. Can't wait to welcome them in London next season. It's going to be wait. good. I did talk about in earlier pods that I really wanted the Raiders to come over to London because they're obviously easily recognisable team. But imagine going through the streets of West London and you have Vikings fans dressed up as Vikings. It's going to be a great sight. Talking of the Raiders, let's head to the late games. Two late games this week, which made for incredibly boring red zone watching. They did. The Patriots and Jets game we've spoken about. But this game, the Jacksonville Jaguars took on the Oakland Raiders, who lost MJD in the first couple of minutes. Lost Blaine Gabbert, well, yeah. <laughs> lost being as, the, yeah. As well. So he was out. We're leading against the Oakland Raiders, who somehow managed to get the victory at home in overtime Sebastian Janikowski in yeah what happened in the game it was a hard watch Seabass the man would dip in his mouth is there anyone more reliable in the NFL than him yes he tried a 64 yarder and he missed it what did he say it was probably by 6 feet 6 feet 6 feet but you know you can't have everything Raiders with another gutsy win the the Raiders they're not clicking they're not an amazing team but two and four not particularly far out in their division trust me I'm I'm almost sure they're like a game behind in their division okay we know we've got a lot of Raiders fans listening to this pod prediction for the Raiders the end of the season what are we thinking they beat eight and eight. No. Oh, they'll be seven and nine. And will that be enough to get to get through? We'll see. Right now, you know, the Raiders are ninth overall in passing, so it's not particularly bad. It's just they've got a particularly bad rushing offense right now. McFadden isn't hitting the strides that we'd hope he'd be hitting yet. So week eight again starts with a Thursday night kickoff. We've waxed lyrical about these two teams this week. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are taking on the Minnesota Vikings. That's the late, late, late game Thursday night. Should be a good match. These two teams used to be in the same division. When the NFC Central used to be around, they used to be in the same division, so there's a little bit of history there. But two pretty decent teams. I think that's going to be a pretty good game. Thursday night games have not been great to watch. I think that's often to do with the fact that players are extremely tired from the little amount of rest. But you're right, it's a good matchup. Two relatively even teams with two quarterbacks that are on the rise in the NFL. So we'll be good to watch if you're up late on Friday morning. We, of course, know you'll all be watching the Patriots-Rams game. With the early kickoff, you'll be watching at Wembley. But if you live close to Wembley, 
you know, you'd be watching that, but, and, you know, we appreciate you all have Red Zone on your phones and, and fantasy teams to manage. Also in the early games, Battle of... Yeah, Battle of Bird Gang. One current and previous member of the Bird Gang, the Falcons, going into Philadelphia. Michael Vick's old employers coming to take on his new employers in Philadelphia. Should be an interesting battle. Lots of turnovers, lots of points. RG3 taking the short chip over to Pennsylvania, taking, over, taking on Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Late games. Only have two late games again this week, but two big rivalries. The Oakland Raiders going to Kansas City to take on the newly appointed starting quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs and probably the NFL's worst starting quarterback, Brady Quinn. And this is a big game. America loves this game. The New York Giants are going to Dallas to take on Tony Romo and the Dallas Cowboys. That should be a good matchup. Late game. Televised. Again. Peyton Manning seems to be televi- nationally televised every week in the late game. It's almost as if they, the NFL thinks that every single NFL fan is over the age of 40. The Saints are going into Denver to take on the Broncos. It's another televised game for Peyton National. Then, Monday night. Strange choice of game, but anyway. San Francisco are going into Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Uh, uh, should be a great week for the NFL. Can't wait. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope it helps. We want to hear how you feel about the NFL being in London. We feel great about it. We know you do too. Other stuff we feel great about this week. Conclusion of the thick of it. That was on the money. Really on point. So I found out afterwards, and I didn't realise this while I was watching it, none of the actors knew the heads up. They were just told they were going to go into the inquiry and weren't told any of the questions. And... Watch it again, knowing that. It's just amazing. The acting, and none of it's really scripted. The acting is just superb. And fitting conclusion to what's been a wonderful series. Yeah. It's been the most linear series out of them all. You know, we've always we've often had it from one side or the other. And, and yes, you know, it's not like they're just taking abstract moments and putting it all together. But I do feel that with this series, it was incredibly... Inclusive, I think like the the Tekel storyline was minute at the beginning, and then it became a big thing at the end. And, and as I said to you earlier on, it's it's the trick of just like the end of Seinfeld, uh, a courtroom scenario where you actually get everyone together. There can be no wrong. They really can't. Walking Dead's back. One goes, one comes back. So if you want to take a show. That was so. Americans are very lucky. Yes, they get to watch NFL all day. Mm-hmm. Then they get to watch Boardwalk Empire. Yes, followed by Homeland. Yes, followed by The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. This first episode back for Walking Dead. Man, that was the bomb. When a show can promise you more kills in its entire first in this one episode than it had in its entire first series, you really know that you're onto a winner. And let's be honest, we, we both enjoy The Walking Dead. I think we both kind of enjoy zombies movies in general. But if you don't kill zombies often enough, we can kind of get lost. Yep. Especially if you're going to make the pregnant woman... Oh, wait. 
the most spoiler. annoying yeah. character in television history. Yes, I, the only more annoying person than that could be Skylar. But I th- at least with Skylar, you know there's a reason why she's annoying. Yeah. So yeah, good blood guts. Perfect way to unwind after a long week. Long day of watching NFL. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. So this is almost it for this week's North London 40. But good news, we're going to be planning another pod to come out later this week, probably Friday. Yep. A lot of people come to us and they want to know more about the rules. We're getting people back into the sport, but they want to know a little bit more. They want to know a little bit more about who are playing for the Patriots, who are playing for the St. Louis Rams, and a little bit more about the sport. So you're listening to this on a Tuesday. We're going to come back on Friday with a little bit of an extra pod more for the beginners yep. that are getting back into this sport mm-hmm. they want to know a little bit more so maybe you experts can skip that one maybe that's not for you but we're going to go going back to basics a little bit with some of the uh, some of the terminology some of that stuff so we're going to be dropping that on Friday so it's been a great pod this week we're really excited about this one again if you're going to Wembley and you want a bit of a refresher course check out Friday's pods and we will see you at Wembley take care